jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher that's me i'm mark and welcome to podcast number 43 which i want to discuss a little bit about turnaround tritone subs and i want to get into um, this concept the 1625 turnaround and the tad dameron turnaround the one you find at the, the end of the the piece standard ladybird and basically uh, i just finished shooting a video right now that i wonder if it's going to be up on youtube by the time you listen to this but on soloing on chord changes. So there's another video that I posted on how to solo on a static chord. So say you have a chord vamp, like a so what, that's like 16 bars of D minor seven or uh, 16 bars of a major chord or eight bars of major chord, how to build up your own vocabulary to create lines that are meaningful that you can improvise with, that you can toy around with. So in the static chords video, I talk about how to accomplish that, which is you know building vocabularies from parts of scales and arpeggios. Uh, your your own thing, you know. And in that new video that I just shot, I talked about you know how to transition from chord to chord when you are when they go by really fast. And the tool is it's a no brainer. It's just make sure you have more time to think on each chord. Which is instead of having this squish sort of turnaround, I'm gonna play a little bit this Tad Dameron thing like one two three four one two three four. You know your mind needs to change scales or arpeggios or shape or pattern every two beats. So the lesson on YouTube is actually, well, let's make this four, not four beats, let's make it four bars each and give ourselves plenty of time to think. And of course, since I'm rambling, you know, French Canadian genes, I'm um, totally off track because the, the topic of podcast 43 is to discuss this turnaround. And basically the idea came from shooting this lesson on the Tad Dameron turnaround for soloing. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should have a little theory overview of what that turnaround is. So for you guys that are strong in theory and with your ears, it's a four major chord. So C, E flat, A flat, and D flat. So C, E flat, A flat, D flat. And we call this the Tad Dameron or the Ladybird turnaround. Um, and it's basically just a tritone sub. So I wanna go back to the origins of how this came about and how you can use tritone subs and use different techniques to get to that sound. And of course, you guys, you probably saw the title of this podcast with all turnarounds, like, even though this is fun stuff, I want I don't want to talk about blues turnarounds. I want to talk about turnarounds as it appeals to chord progressions in a jazz context. All right, so let's get going. The basis of all turnarounds is the one, six, two, five. And I'm saying this as Roman numbers, like the one in the key, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, now we're in C major. We'll go to, of course, you guys are familiar with your two, five, so two, D minor seven, G seven, five, one, two, five, one. We simply, by the sheer fact of adding a six, which is A minor, I'm doing A minor seven now, one, six, two, five can be repeated uh, ad nauseum, we'd say in Latin, which is indefinitely until you get bored. So at one, six, two, five, then you can get in variation. You can use a G7 flat nine, flat 13, altered, whatever. And that's that's a progression that finally it acts in a cycle of fourths because six, go up a fourth, two, five, one. So it's always um, according to the gravity and your landing point is your one. So this is where you land. Um, so 
yeah, actually it would be six, two, five, one, and have one as the landing spot, but we start with one, so we say one, six, uh, one, six, two, and five. Now what happens is your first step in starting to get variation and traction in your turnarounds is to make the six chord be a dominant, which I've talked ex extensively on, on the case of the blues, because in a jazz context, that's really what is making the difference from a blues blues, like a rock blues or traditional blues, into a jazz blues is that appearance of a six chord in the sixth bar, uh, in the eighth bar, sorry, getting tired today. So if you do your one, six, two, five, and you have your six chord be a dominant, you need an A7 in that key. So C, now I'm playing A7 altered, so A7 flat 13, to a D minor nine, to a G13. Again, faster. So there's plenty of beautiful things that can come out of this, and that's by the sheer fact of making your one, six, two, five, uh, making your six a dominant. Why are we making this a dominant? Because it dominates, quote unquote, to the D minor. A7 is the five of D minor. So we would say this, call this a secondary dominant. Our good old G7 is the five of C, G7, C. And our A7 is the five of D minor. So essentially we just have Back to back, we have two 5-1 uh, resolutions. So this one, A7 to D minor, and G7 to C, C major. And they both happen back to back, and that makes this progression to be very useful and very used in a lot of songs. And even if it's not there, you can still play a turnaround. So that's your first turnaround variation. One, six, two, five. Do it higher on the fretboard. One, six, uh, A7 altered. Right? And then if you get creative, you realize that you could start to alter the chord qualities, meaning that even your D does not have to be minor. It depends on the context, you might have a D7. So it would make all the chords be dominant, except the C. So C major, A7, D7, oh, and G7. And that D7 sounds really old school. Like it sounds like we're in the 1920s or something. So. gives that like sort of a jazzy taste and that that's not the end of it like ultimately you could decide not to go that's another variation I'm, I'm pulling you on you guys instead of landing on your C chord at the end one six two five your first chord in the series could be replaced by a knee minor by a three so you'll see what happens when I do this it just propels the thing forward instead of stopping it on the one, it sort of goes to the three. It's like, oh, we're gonna do, you know, let's go for one more round, guys. Like one more round of drinks. So one, six, two, five to three. Three, six, two, five. And all the, the things that I do on top strings, that's all. It does not change the chord quality in and of itself. I use an extension, I use a flat nine or whatever. It's still the same progression in essence, but that three is something that is different. 
Now, now that we've talked about the 1625 and we've talked about the 16 dominant 251, and then we've talked about the 3625, this one, so E minor, E minor, A7, D7, G7. Now uh, would be time to start to, to add tritone substitutions. Now let me use the 3625, this one, 3625, and use it as a standing, a springboard to start adding your tritone subs. I will keep the E minor the same. And I will go with a tritone sub of A7. You guys know what a tritone sub of A7 is? It would be D, uh, uh, E flat. So E minor, E flat, 7. D minor, 9. Then G. So essentially, you get this progression. Minor, dominant, minor, dominant, and down you're down to one. You can hear this gravity, and you can hear that you could start it. Now I'm starting on three. Three, six, but that's a tritone sub six. Two, five, but that's a tritone sub five, down to one. So you can see that you could start. I just started higher. I started on F sharp. F sharp. And that's a little Joe Pass trick, right? You can just keep going down. So that being said, after you start to tritone sub, you realize that, oh, the next hurdle would be to change chord qualities. So one of the really cool thing might be to go, hmm, one. And let's say that my six, my A flat, my A is still an E flat. That's a tritone sub. So C major to E flat, but that E flat instead of making it seven, let me make it major seven. Haha. <laughs> That's a bit more modern, right? So C major, E flat seven, two and five regular. And now I'm gonna like I know I've been <laughs> I've been hammering out all this theory to you guys and all these chords like bang bang bang, but essentially I'm talking about a variation on one six two five that happens that we first started with, which is C major, E flat major, A flat major. Now you have to think of the A flat major as, oh, it's a tritone sub from D minor. And people, students also, like, you know, you, you're looking for rules to this game and say, oh, you're allowed to do that? Are you allowed? It's like, yeah, we're allowed. I mean, you know, no, <laughs> the police is not going to knock on the studio's door and go like, hmm, you know, Mr. Mark, you know, you had an A flat seven there, and I think you changed the chord quality. It's like, no, you can do whatever you want. So C major, E flat major, your A flat is your tritone sub, but an A flat major now tritone from your D, and then you get your D flat. And again, this one, you make it major, which stands for a tritone sub for, for your G. So essentially this, which is four major chords, uh, and its variations are, this is the Tad Dameron turnaround, which stems from 1625 that's being tri uh, tritone subbed, and that's essentially the, the basic jazz turnaround, the most basic form of jazz turnaround, which is, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's pretty exciting because it means anytime you're comping on a tune, anytime you're playing a standard, even if the chords aren't there, you have the ability to start creating those variations yourself. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just me, but I know I don't think so. There's plenty of records to <laughs> tell that a lot of people got excited about these ideas as well. So um, 
there's plenty where this came from. I, I'm this is a pretty short podcast as compared to other ones I've made in the past, but I'm really happy to hear if you have any questions, any suggestions, or any thoughts on this because the beauty in this is you, of course, you can use this in comping, but you can always use this in chord melody when you need more room to you know to create more movement, more turnarounds, and you can also uh, you can learn to solo over this. So one of my biggest uh, times, one of the biggest times I studied improvisation seriously, I really started with that 1625. And I, I've done it in all keys. I was doing one key per week. So I went, okay, what's the boring 1625? And can I solo over that for like 10 minutes? And let me solo over that. So imagine, imagine you get bored with yourself after like two minutes. And then you're like, okay, now I have to start making music or else I'm just going to repeat the same stuff and just play the same arpeggios. And then step two was actually, okay, one, six, two, five with the six being a dominant chord. What can come out of this? And then maybe a little more tritone sub and maybe make the two chord a dominant and maybe, you know, et cetera, up until the point where I had a sort of a workout for soloing jazz that I would go through variations that all stemmed from the major scale and a basic turnaround, but I would have a lot of meat around the bone. So it meant that Whenever I went to a jam session or I was confronted with, with a new progression, I could easily just go, hey, you know, I've encountered this before. And it's not exactly that, but in my workouts, I've done them. Plus, I'm doing my workouts in all keys, so I should be fine. So it's a great, uh, you know, studying turnarounds, chords, studying turnarounds for soloing. And in your chord melody is a great, just a great tool. All right, I'm going to let you go, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I know I just said that on my, my YouTube vid. There's a gazillion podcasts. There's trillions of podcasts, and I'm really glad you chose me. I hope you were able to uh, gain some value from this podcast. I will encourage you to share this podcast, comment if you have any questions, and you can always reach me. Once again, my name is Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Take care.